0: Free NBA Podcast, we're calling this a shoot-around. It's our first one. I'm Ben, that's Phil. We got two friends with us tonight. You can find us iTunes, SoundCloud. We do daily NBA news too, not just this, we're messing around. Find us on Twitter at NBA Podcast. We're gonna get right into it, because nothing worse than a two-minute intro when you're trying to listen to something. First thing first here. Pick a first round matchup, NBA playoff matchup, just one that's possible, remotely possible. Pick one that excites you.
1: You're up first with one in the East. Okay, so my initial instinct was the Heat and the Cavaliers just because I love Nissan Dion Waders and plus that it's sort of a rivalry now with the Pat Riley versus LeBron and all that, you know, so that would be fun. but if anything, if history has taught us anything, is that the bronze team sweep in the first round no matter what, and even last year, that Detroit series was fun, but they got killed. So, I think a really fun playoff, like, uh, two teams that could be a ton of fun if they went together would be the Bucs and the Celtics, and it's totally plausible right now, and I think those are two, like, young teams that, like, have a lot to offer, and they're, like, they're, um, their fan bases are really energized right now, and I feel like if those two like, fan bases went at each other and those two teams went at each other, it'd be really fun. We haven't seen Isaiah Thomas play at this level before, so to see him in playoff form and see if he can escalate to an even higher level would be fun. And plus, this is the first year that Giannis has been like a top 25 player to everybody, so just to see like what step he takes in the playoffs, seeing those two go back and forth, I think it'd be a ton of fun to see those. That's a good one. With the Bucks, I wonder if if like Thon
0: Maker, they're going to start Thon Maker and give them like those you know like four minutes uh-huh. uh, to open half, and then like I don't know. Yeah. Like why? Like why bother? But you it's know. actually, like I gotta send you the the uh, the Thon Maker Bleacher Report story is really interesting because it sheds a new light on like these guys, these young guys who like only play like ten minutes like that. Right. Or not at all. But, like, it sheds some light on, like, what's going on behind the scenes. Like, in there, they talk about, like, you know, Thon's lifting weights four times a week. They're talking about how they're trying to get his body right. And, like, with guys, especially big guys, like, like, the science of, like, how they
1: run, like, improve, like,
0: I don't think it was necessarily a a Thon thing. But, like, with some guys, like, like, with Miles Turner, like, the Pacers spent, like, a solid year, like, working with him on his gait. Yeah. And, like, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's I think it's a good thing like for people to read and think about because like you can be old school and say like well you know you lift for you lift weights it doesn't matter but I, mean, I don't know because like they didn't draft Thon to like carry them to the playoffs sure. right now anyways but I I yeah I want to see if he plays yeah because like one of the like Bill Simmons always talks about like the Celtics Achilles heel or like one of their biggest problems is like. If they run up against a big, even if he's not, like, known for it, but if they just run against, like, a motivated big, like, Balanchunas gives them trouble on the mm-hmm. offensive glass. So, like, who does that for the Bucks? Like, they, like, well, because Simmons mentions Monroe right. as the guy who kills them, to too. Yeah. So, like, motivated Greg Monroe, I want to opt out and get paid, <laughs> could oddly, like, be the guy over Giannis, even, who,
1: like, he just plays out of as- a one who swings that series if Milwaukee like steals a couple and makes it interesting. Yeah. It's a, the unfortunate thing is the Jabari injury because that team like, we've never seen this bug team whole, like whole, like even Chris Middleton getting hurt last year and stuff. Like, it, they get so close every year and we never get to see like what, what they can really do. But yeah, I still think it'd be really good and really like a challenge for the Celtics in that first round. Well, yeah, we like, speaking of young guys, like I think we,
0: if, that matchup, we'd have to see a lot of a lot of prime time for Jalen Brown. Yeah. Those who, who's guarding Giannis? Right. Jay Crowder. I mean, I would assume, right? I mean. Right. So who's so who's guarding Chris Middleton? Yeah. So, you know, you're gonna put Avery Bradley on him. He'll put up a fight, but like we've seen since the Bucks runs on his hot streak with Middleton in the starting lineup, if he gets a smaller guard on him,
1: he's going, he's going at him. And this is that's the Isaiah problem that they're gonna face all playoffs is, you know, who's a guard and where where do you hide him? I don't think you have to look too hard at the Bucks. Where's if he's it? on Delhi.
0: Oh De- yeah. Deli, okay. you know, deli I could care less. You They'll hide him on Tony Snell. Um, okay. Brogdon's a little more of a problem.
1: But there's gonna be a lot of Snell deli minutes. That'd be my first thought. Yeah. This is I I think he'll be able to really shine in this first round. And that's where, no matter who he plays, like, this is, he's not gonna like, he's gonna be able to go off and just play his game that first round and just put up points like he has been all season. So, what well, we need, we also, we also need,
0: we also need a series like that to happen because, like, all season long, um, we're talking about, people are talking about how good Isaiah's been, but, like, it's still, like, can't guard anybody though, mm-hmm. and then Isaiah's kind of fired back like, well, yeah, like we're still like we're still coming out in the black, like we're still positive with me on the court, like we're winning fourth quarters, so like both sides have like both sides have some points there, but like now like go win go like win one playoff series at least like at least get to Cleveland,
1: right, and then we'll be able to like just mark it off and like he I don't remember why I heard it but I remember him saying like. It's just the perception too. Like he's a small guy, so anytime somebody scores over him, it's not because like they just made a tough shot. It's because he's five nine and he can't guard them. So it's also like just a mental thing for fans to see. He said that to yeah. He said that to Simmons. and Sim- yeah. I think they we were was, talking. Yeah.
0: And that, yeah, great, great week for Simmons by the way. He got a ton we got of we got two we got two Zach Lopods. pods. Yeah. Um, they have they hit on some really good Celtics stuff long term but maybe we should save that yeah should we go to my series yeah i want to hear about the west in the west i'm just i'm gonna say the four or five jazz clippers i think any any combination depending on the two three and the thunder and the grizz i think the others are probably they're probably gonna go just go five i agree and i think one maybe one of them can go six I think I think Houston OKC could get interesting because there there'll be some tinkering, and I like especially on the Thunder side, and I like Billy Donovan when he tinkers. Uh, I think that's I think that's something that he doesn't get enough credit for, which will another thing we'll have to save for later. But uh, back to the Jazz and the Clippers, <laughs> both both teams have have this sense of urgency. Like we're so ready to break up the Clippers. And there's certainly a good reason for that to happen. But this, I mean, with the Jazz, like their two best scoring options are hitting the, hitting the open market. It's very likely they go together. If Hayward leaves, George Hill probably, probably wants to win. And if Hayward leaves, Utah doesn't really have a path to that again, at least not for a while. And then the Spurs are now two and a half back as, we, as we're doing this. So this team, this is the team that's gonna play the Warriors in the second round. Right. So both teams have this sense of urgency, and then like you need to, this this will probably be like this will be a physical series. It'll probably grind you a halt. Um. So like, one of those teams, you gotta grind through this, and then you get the Warriors right away, and you just gotta do it. Um, and both you gotta prove something. You gotta prove to Gordon Hayward that you know, you're gonna stick around, and then to George Hill, and then also, I mean, obviously with the, with the Clips, uh, we've, we've saw that, we've seen and talked about that enough. Right.
1: No, I, 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 yeah, I agree, like I think, you're saying like they both have urgency, and I think it's like, like the Clippers is very obvious, because we've been talking about like, is this the, is this the breaking point for like the past three, four years? So like you can see, like if they lose first round to the Jazz, that would be devastating for them, I feel. And then with the Jazz, we've kind of been waiting for all these pieces to come together. They've invested a ton of money into Hayward and Favors and now Robert and now like they're actually in playoff contention. And I think like they have urgency but kinda of in a good way. Like if they get this first playoff one, especially if they like dominate the Clippers and then they go out and they compete with the Warriors or Spurs or whoever has that first seed, I think that's I think that's a good thing for the Jazz, especially if they and I like, and I, li- I like, I like matchups here.
0: Um, George Hill against Chris Paul is, is like a, like George Hill's end, it'll be underrated as like, I mean, it'll be a real tug of war. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, George, Hill, George Hill's gonna run some pick and roll. He's gonna look to score. Uh, it's largely up to him, you know, what kind of, you know, what kind of George Hill do you get night to night? Uh, Pacers fans and now Jazz fans a little bit can attest to that but, you know, George Hill's capable of making him work. And then the benches, the benches will probably not be interesting at all, but to me, I, I'm i fascinated by it because the Clips can probably get away, or at least they'll try, to. will try to get away with, like, playing three-point guards. Um, if you're, I mean, counting Jamal Crawford as a point guard. And I just think the Jazz are just gonna, they're just gonna slow down. They're gonna they're gonna run Joe Johnson off a screen, get him switched on one of those guys, and just roll two on the block. Yeah, for sure. And it's gonna be like Brooklyn-Toronto was that two years ago all over again. Mm-hmm. And like if that if that happens, like Joe Johnson's gonna win them, like gonna win them two games. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like and then like does Utah go small? And favors Derek favors me has like the most to say about that. But then also at a certain point, like you get away with like Hayward taking Blake a little bit and then like if you lose anything there does side Snyder think we'll
1: make it up on the other end playing four out right yeah I don't know it'll be tough a lot of yeah Blake Griffin and uh, DeAndre will have like a tough time I think with this this Utah team because they're like they have bigs that can actually play you know and like they'll actually have to because once playoffs start like they have to slow down and it happens every year and this will be halt like it's not gonna be like gradual or anything like this is right away you gotta play a different style in a different different way see what you can get away with. And the thing the thing people are starting to point to with starting to point to with
0: the sorry with the with the jazz is like can you pull can you pull Rudy away from the basket Mm -hmm. and then can you win with that? So that's but then like the Clippers really can't. Unless I mean, you can go. My one thought is you go, you go small, super early. Yeah. Bring space in for DJ. Yeah. And then run second
1: unit with DJ. I don't know. And then have, have space either. just stand in a corner. I, don't know. I see. Yeah, I see. That would be a good like strategy to get Gobert out of the paint. I don't know if they would do it though. Maybe not right away. Anyways, it doesn't. To- I mean, it doesn't
0: totally get him out of the paint, but if and then he if he's guarding Blake, and then you're running pick and rolls with Blake. Yeah. It pulls him out a little bit, and then Chris Paul is making those reads. And it takes me back to, to that Bucks game. It was interesting. like the Five seconds left, Chris Paul caught it, and it was like bang, bang. They had to get into a pick and roll with Blake. He rolled, Paul CP kind of lobbed it in. Blake had a tough catch, and Greg Monroe, who was guarding Space, was just right in his, right in his grill right, and he caught it. But Space was in the game. But he just rolled right into the hoop like DJ would've. Oh, okay, I see. But like, I would like, that place that, cause like, what did Doc want Spades to do? Like, why was he in the game? Cause my thought is, why isn't he just standing in the corner, right? If he was, of course Blake would've saw that. He would've, he was looking right that way. And he's a bigger threat. And over the, with the five seconds left, yeah. Yeah, he would've had all day to shoot it. So like if you can get if you can get that going, that's kinda interesting to me. But those are our series. We'll move on to our second thing here. I tried to get cute and like name a segment. <laughs> I don't know I mean, I don't know. We can change it or just like forget about it, I don't know. But we'll call I'll call this out of bounds. Step away from basketball completely, nothing NBA related. And my whole idea behind this—we talked about this before we started—but just like each of us, one thing we've been watching or listening to that we know the other hasn't. Because I noticed this with us with TV shows, is like at some point, like two years ago, I started just throwing shows at you, like watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, and then oh, it was like I think it was when you're freshman year of college, yeah. yeah. So then I go out there and I'm visiting you and you and Noah. And I was like, oh, do you want, did you watch these shows then? And he was like, no. <laughs> it's like, what are you gonna watch it? Like, I would watch The Office. <laughs> it's
1: like, you, you've seen that before. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're, we're just re-watching The Office. You have to watch The Office at least four times to truly watch The Office. Anyways, <laughs> I'm due up first year. I've been watching
0: Crashing, a TV show on HBO. Uh, i written, I mean, created by a comedian, Pete Holmes. And he's the main character in the show. His name's Pete. In the show, yeah. and he's this—he's just a married guy in New York, uh, and he wants to like get going as like stand-up, a stand-up comic. So he's like this guy going to open mics, and he's just like, like he's—he's he's trying to get going, and like he struggles. You see, that he struggles. You see, like he like. You see that he, I'm trying to think of, what's the word? Um, Bombs. Yeah, he bought. yeah, there you go. I just bombed this segment. Uh, like, you see him bomb a couple of times, and like, he's this, like, like a lot, of, he kind of has like a lot of like corny stuff, so like, naturally, like of course, I resonate with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, and he's like, he has like these journals with like, with, like, all his jokes, you know, and he's kind of obsessive about, like, protecting them, and, like... I don't want to spoil the plot too much, because yeah. there, there some, there's some heavy action early on, a lot of moving parts right from the jump. But, to me, it the show sticks out, because, it, like, it hits on... I watch it to laugh, but, like, it hits on this, this funny topic to me of, like... If you think about it, like, he's, I say he's married... So, this dude, he has a job, his wife's a teacher, and it hits on this idea of, like, the stress that just, like, builds, must build up, must have built up, because he's going out all these nights, Mm -hmm. so then, like, there's that time where they could be together as a couple, but then, like, it's this thing that's separating them, and then, as you expect, like, you see that, like, it wears on the wife, you know, and, like, this whole idea of, like, how he wants to feel supported by her, but it's like, well, you suck. You no, know, like, <laughs> like why do you keep doing it? Like, just like, like spend time with me. Like, that's yeah. that's really interesting to me. That, that, like, they're showing that at the same time, not just like showing him bomb. And it's right. like, uh, but I'm on third, third, fourth episode, I think. i uh, just got ready for a second season, okay? Yeah, so it'll be around a little bit. First season, yeah, cool. Also, probably cool. should have said that first. <laughs> uh, TJ Miller makes an appearance. If you're familiar, yeah, not? Not T. Miller. Okay. of course you are. At least you know one, like one thing <laughs> I'm referencing here. Great TJ Miller, like weird chain of events. They end up hanging out. Uh, he ends up crashing. Title oh. Show up with TJ Miller, uh-huh. and they they end up at a yard sale, and <laughs> uh, just like some like classic. It's just like filled with like classic TJ Miller stuff, but like. There's like a lady checking stuff out on the table, she's got her dog in a leash, and they just like turned around and sees her there like, how much for the dog? <laughs> and then she's like, my dog's not for sale. He's like, you're out of your yard sale, dogs on the yard, <laughs> <door." laughs> how much for the dog? Uh, just like, that's great. it just fits, stuff that just fits into I T, I don't know. I don't know if I can convince you, you don't have an HBO subscription anyways, but I mean, crashing, HBO.
1: No, yeah, I, I have seen, like, a, I feel like I've seen a commercial preview or something for it on YouTube or something, but yeah, it looks interesting. It sounds, it sounds good, like, I, I've i always, like, when I was growing up, that was, like, my dream career was to be a comedian, so I always, like, oh, wow, it's weird that you don't think about, like, all the things that come with it, like, you just see a guy on stage, but you don't think about, like, the whole come up, like, every comedian has, like, years and years where they're not making money, and it's a struggle on, like, everybody, and so, yeah, I, that sounds really interesting to me, honestly. Anything? I need to help you pursue this. Let's go to open Yes. Uh, all right, that sounds good though. You're up. All right. So, what I've been watching lately, and I think a ton of the world is actually, is uh, Marvel's Iron Fist. And you're one of like the few people in the world who doesn't take superheroes that seriously. If so, I mean, <laughs> this like, is true. Like, exactly. So, so. The Marvel, the Iron Fist show. It's a. Uh, it's just about a guy, and he. Uh, he like goes and he he's like a little kid. and He ends up in a plane crash with his parents, and his parents end up dying. So then he and he lands in the Himalayas, and he gets raised by monks. And is this the is this the prequel to Smallville? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's, it's also, a, Am I saying this right? All superhero shows have kind of similar origins. But yeah, so basically he trains with monks, and he gets like kind of magical powers where he's. Really strong this fits and stuff, but yeah. So but uh I like the show. I'm only five episodes in, this is the first season of it, but um the Marvel shows are really interesting because you've seen some of the Marvel movies, and the movies are really like laid back and they're PG and they're for everybody and they're for kids and they're super funny, and like there's a ton of action, and there's a lot of fanfare and stuff. Whereas like TV shows, the Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and uh, Luke Cage, they're super gritty, not gritty, but just like, they're more realistic, they're more like street level. They're for for the intellectual. (laughs) Basically, like they're for adult, like you should not be 13 or whatever watching these shows, and they have like cussing and gross language and nudity and all that, and it's just more like, they feel more real and concrete, they feel like actual TV shows with like weird elements, like a guy running around in a suit and stuff. But wasn't like wasn't Deadpool's
0: thing like there were some really edgy like, right scenes in there? Yeah, yeah Deadpool then that was a big thing
1: about Deadpool is it Never gonna to see it. never gonna see it, but I don't know. I heard, I heard <laughs> you that. You need to see Deadpool. But yeah, so all these shows they're rated R. If they were movies, they'd be rated R like right on the spot. But yeah, so the show's really interesting. Uh Marvel did I don't know if this is something they did for the first time or this is the first time it like caught wind, but they released the show pretty early to critics and it got uh, really poor Rotten Tomato scores and that's like the first of Marvel anything to get poor scores that like right off the bat so a lot of people are really weary about the show but like I've noticed from like my Twitter and stuff everybody who's watching it is really into it and it's kind of uh, it's really if you've seen any of them Daredevil Jessica Jones uh, Luke Cage it's all it's kind of like the same exact feeling so if you like those if you like the previous ones you're gonna get the same joy out of this. It's, it's really interesting. It doesn't take, because I know you're not into super like weird stuff that can't really happen in the real world and stuff. So it doesn't take a lot of like imagination. Look, look buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I'm a, it, I'm a realist. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't take a big stretch of the imagination. Like it's everything is super, like interesting, and all the characters are really well like dive into. But there's just like intense action stuff that you get to follow along with it. So, I think it's it's good for people who enjoy Marvel, because I'm a big Marvel fan, or just superhero fan in general, so I get a little taste of that throughout the show, and Easter eggs and other things. And then I think if you don't care about superhero shows, you can jump right into this and totally latch on to certain characters or certain plot lines, so. I maybe, maybe take a
0: chance. I applaud you for going that long because you know I'm not going to watch it. Uh, I'll say two things. Neither has anything to do with the show. Uh, first, uh, I can't take superheroes seriously, as you put it. Questionable word choice, by the way. I can't take them seriously if there are people that exist. I don't think I know them personally, but I see them saying, I see. I see it out there. I see it in people's mentions. People say Batman's not a superhero, so it's like you know what? <laughs> like Batman's the only one I like. But if you're gonna, if you want to argue with me that he's not a superhero, then like I'll just you're just out on all of them. I'm not gonna. I'll just. I'll, it's a stay away. Amazing. Uh, second thing, uh, the second you said something about like his fists, I the whole time, the rest of the time you're talking, I was just thinking of the the new Triple X movie we saw, and they had the. <laughs> the uh, Metal fist, Uh, or like you can punch super hard. (laughs) And like Tony Gonzalez is in the movie, (laughs) of course, for some reason. And he gets it and he has like this epic fight with Vin Diesel. And Tony ends up losing, even though he has like this iron fist where he can punch like 800 miles an hour. So, what I should have just said is like what I've been listening to is to go back to Triple X, I could just say I'm still listening to that stupid song. From the credits? I don't even remember. You don't know what I'm talking about? No, I'm sure if I heard it, I'd be very in trouble. Um, yeah, playing the credits and walking out, I was like, I was like oh, why, is, like, why don't I hear Lil Yachty right now? Oh yeah, it was a Yachty song. So it turns out, uh, it's a song called In My Foreign by the Americanos. And who's in it? French Montana, Ty dollar Sign, some like... St- R&B, b singing adjacent guy, and then Lil Yachty. And I just, like, I like the movie, and, like, I love Vin Diesel, like, I'm, like, a Fast and Furious boy for life, so, like, I just, like, Vin Diesel's in it. So it's, like, oh, my brain was just, like, Vin Diesel's in this movie, this is the headlining song, you like this song now. <laughs> and this song's interesting to me, because the song's by the Americanos, and then you listen to the song, you hear, in order, you hear, Ty Dolla Sign for some reason, who just does the chorus. Uh-huh. French Montana verse, chorus. The singing guy, chorus. Lil verse. And it's like, who are the Americanos? <laughs> <laughs> they're, I mean, the obvious answer, like, the tr- is also the true one, that they're, like, I don't know if they're, they're like, electronic. They do, like, they do beats and stuff. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. Not the headphones, but. <laughs> yeah, in my foreign, the Americanos, uh, Tony Gonzalez with the Iron Fist, because he's gonna end up being in that TV show. <laughs> That's amazing. Man. I you had that All right, let's go on. Third thing I'm gonna call this See ya in the Playoffs. Uh, this is another chance to rant. Just on things that we are sick of seeing and hearing about and we'll see them in the playoffs because they're gonna the whole idea is like we beat these things on the head but like that we know we know like we won't get an answer a complete answer on it until time X but then like in this interim we just like keep beating it on the head and like trying to answer yeah we just have to like well not we I don't I don't, I like to think
1: yeah, I don't do it, but I don't know, I've seen you. All right, you're <laughs> Uh My thing that I am like over with until the playoffs, and it's kind of two things, is anything Warrior or Cleveland related, because... That's fair. And I know that's super generic, but honestly, like anything that nothing, unless it is injury related... Nothing that happens in the Cavs organization or the Warriors organization will matter until the playoffs. And we're going to speculate about all these things. We're going to speculate about Durant. We're going to, does LeBron need more playmakers, blah, blah. LeBron's got everybody he's needed. He's been playing the whole season. He's got his whole squad together. JR's back. Nothing matters from this point on. It doesn't matter if Steph hits a half-court shot. I don't need a Just an alert. I don't need it. It doesn't matter. These games are going to be the number one seed or at least number two. In their respective standings. Is, does, is Riley Curry included in this <laughs> or not? Riley Curry news is always welcome. Do you, you still have that Google alert? Yes. I, I follow her on Instagram. No, does but she on this man? No. Okay, she's <laughs> like six. No, but uh, yeah. I, like, we know if anybody had to bet their money on the two teams that would be in the finals, it'd be Warriors, Cavs. That's not gonna change. Unless there's major injury news with a couple key guys, so let's just leave it alone. Wait till playoffs. Wait till actual games that matter happen, and then we can talk about it. So they just, they don't exist. They just don't like literally their games don't matter. They're gonna be the top of their their standings, the east or west. It doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't even matter what seed they have because they're gonna play. They're gonna be better than whatever team they play more than likely. So. Let's just chill out, let's just wait. No, I don't I don't have like a
0: I have no rebuttal, that's I mean I'm with it. I support it. I don't know. Thanks, that means a lot. Plus I want to see a rematch, so like, I don't know. I would hope that there's no news, meaning like they're healthy. Right. Draymond didn't kick anyone the nuts. <laughs> um like <laughs> Kevin Love and Kyrie's knees are like, yeah, like just get us to the finals. Um, mine is the Clippers. Just stop, stop. I'm. Just stop talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> stop they don't exist. talking about. I want to do like the. I feel like this would be appropriate time for like the tweet format where it's like the clapping emoji, like every other word. I mm-hmm. stop talking about the Clippers. Yeah. Like, how would you? You up Alright, you want to sound like an idiot, pro tip, life hack, guarantee, just like, try to explain a meme, and you're like, well, one million percent, like, you're going to sound like the corniest, like, the dumbest. like, you will sound, like, but like, okay, I'm going to dive in, I'm going to dive into that meme, it's not even, I don't know, It's it's a tweet format, yeah, like, how do you, it's just like, it's, it's funny because it's like one of those things you can only read. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't know what it was, and then you were to see one of those, like let's say it was like, stop talking about the Clippers till April, the playoffs, whatever. Like if someone read that, would like, in their head, would they like, would they like be doing the claps like between every word? Like is there like a supposed to be a certain number of claps? Like, you know, like
1: what's the like, making a beat? Like what's, the, like, you never read. had anybody like talk talk to you like that? They'd be, like. Don't ever talk to me again. I've heard I've heard
0: that, but, like, I mean, I, yeah, I guess it's just, I guess it's just, like, these are, like, long versions of that. So, like, <laughs> if you did that in real life, and you did, like, I don't know, 20, 30 words. It'd be super uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I think it'd be good. I'll do it with the Clippers or somebody. <laughs> so, I don't know, like, who can't, keep, who can't stop typing of the Clippers, I don't know. Colin coward, Rachel Nichols. I think they're all. I don't know. Just like, come to San Diego tomorrow and I'll do it. We're going to what? Oh, we're going to. We're playing at U C S D, so like, come there, come get a run in. And I'll do the interface. But I will say with the Clippers, and I like I was I was thinking of a clapping because Steve Ballmer on the sim like I keep coming back to Simmons. Look, I love Bill Simmons. I don't hide it. Like yeah. And all the people that hate him, it's just like, they're just like mad that people like him. It's just like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> say what you're going to say. But he was on the Simmons, that guy, he was, he was, that guy's amazing. I didn't listen to it yet. Like, his, just like, his charisma, like, his excitement. And, like, you kind of get it in the, in the podcast, he talks about it. Like, this was a guy who was, like, a ball boy, like, a stat guy in college. And it's, and then it's like, oh, like, it makes sense. You can you can still want to be like whatever well, he's a billionaire like I you know at the end of the day like I don't really like him, that's fine you can think that but like I mean everyone like sees like the you know like the the gifts in the video and like in the, like every playoff game they're gonna be like just a baller can like, mm-hmm. capturing you know everything he does like the clapping and the dancing like and that guy's something else I I would
1: I would happily listen to him talk to like someone interesting asking him questions. Oh yeah, it was super exciting like I remember it was super exciting when he bought the Clippers because like that whole Donald Sterling situation was so like left a poor taste in the mouth of like NBA fans everywhere especially Clipper fans and then they get a guy who's just like the 10th degree of enthusiasm for his team and it was really it was just like a a good move for the NBA like those are guys that you want in the league those are guys who are gonna continue to build on the brand and be a good face for like everything that is going forward and what you think the NBA should be so yeah that's I I haven't heard the Simmons podcast but yeah I'm a huge fan of the guy yes uh, a high
0: energy guy isn't necessarily a requirement especially when owning a team is just a matter of like are you a billionaire <laughs> are you willing to pay for it uh, but like especially in a situation like that like it's probably good you know like this new guy can flush his energy and like when he's in front of the camera like you see you remember him so like you know in comes all you know all these good memories where you laugh associated with bomber and you know i guess like i don't know for me like it kind of flushes you know the negative stuff mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know i'm like i'm san diego like there's the tie there san diego clippers i'm not a fan but I, I mean i definitely i definitely stay up on the clippers without really trying I guess it just kind of happens yeah um but why, why are you why are you done with the club well I'm, t- I'm talking about st- stopping like stopping it but like I have stuff I still want to say <laughs> <laughs> but it's, none of this is on course stuff like that's that's the thing like yeah it's not it's not this thing like Aaron Gordon with the magic going into the season like Aaron Gordon's playing the three he's the next Paul George we're gonna like see if we can figure it out it's like it's not. It's not this thing where like can. Can you have this big three plus Redick, and can you win fifty? Like you can win fifty games. Like can you can you advance in the playoffs? I don't even I don't even really question that. Like the whole second round thing with with Chris, I don't even like. I don't even bother beating that horse. Like, because um, it's not a thing of like whether they're good or not, and I don't really. I don't really care for the whole, like, he's a choker, he's, like, he's not clutch, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like, I don't know. I'm of that whole school, you know, like, the school of thought. Like, I love when Shaq, like, jumps on Charles Barkley, but it's like, you know, Charles Barkley's one of the best players ever. Right. It doesn't really matter that he didn't win a title to me or any player, like, on his level. It doesn't matter if they won a title. But, like, also, like, the thing of, like, it's also this thing, like, can Chris Paul get past the second round? Of course he can. There's a lot of stuff beyond his control, and like when they choked, when they choked against the Rockets, like mm-hmm. that's probably a one, like a one in a thousand, ten thousand, whatever big number you want to pick. So like, that was bad. Yeah. Of course it was terrible, but like you run that back so many times, and like they finish it, they put it away. Like it's it was clearly like in their grasp. Right. this thing that should have happened so like to me like can Chris Paul get past the second round it's just like a stupid conversation to like to like fill time when there's like so many better things to talk about yeah so like the, the Chris Paul playoff the whole playoff thing and then these three guys together like we saw that rocket series but outside of that like just let them play right now especially right now right now they're all healthy we're so close to, like, we're just getting closer, closer, closer to the playoffs. Like, just, like, turn on your TV, like, turn off your TV and then come back. And, like, are they winning games right. a month from now? Like, it's just, I don't know, because, like, we know the free agency's coming. We know, like, Chris Paul's probably a lot more like the estate because he put that new Mega Max in the, the, in the CBA where, uh, You know, at thirty eight years old he'd be making forty whatever million dollars and it's I mean the rules big just for him and LeBron. (laughs) Like it's so like Chris Paul is probably likely gonna stay like it's probably more a lot more about Blake and what he wants to do, but like just let him play already. Yeah. And I wanna end on a positive note and tie and tie a little thing, I don't know, tie a tie from, like, from Doc Rivers to LeBron, if you think back to, like, the Barkley-LeBron stuff, you know, when LeBron uh, clapped back Uh when he uh, ethered him, (laughs) when he he had all those remarks, and, like, the dominating thing was, like, that LeBron uh, came back to the idea, like, you know, hey, look, I'm a guy who's who's walked the straight path, never been in trouble, I'm a family man, I give to the community, like LeBron is, I mean, LeBron James is this phenomenal figure for the league and for professional sports and just like for celebrities, famous people in general, like he's really on this incredible level when it comes to just like a guy that, you know, a guy you can truly point to, to like, like you know, like, yeah, like, there's, you know, there's a guy, there's a guy who can do it right And I want to bring it back to Doc Rivers, a guy who gets crapped on, a guy who, like, there's just, like, there's still going to be, like, the jokes about his son. Mm -hmm. But, like, and this is kind of like Balmer in the podcast with Simmons said, like, he likes, the thing he likes most about Doc being president and coach is there's, I forget what he called it, but, like, there's one point of accountability with our organization. It all goes back to Doc. So then, like, so then I don't don't think enough people, like, think about that. Like, it all comes back to him. All the personnel decisions, you know, like, years and years and years, the Clippers can't get a good three. Mm-hmm. They can't get a good two-way three. He, he trades for his son. Like, CP, like CP Blake, DeAndre, it's not going to work. When are they going to break it up? LA, um, this guy, this is a guy who's won a title before. Like, all this stuff is just, like, it just all comes to him. It's all on him. And I think about how he's held, like, look at how he's held up, you know, I, I don't know, I, I think we can be given, in general, people can be given him a little more credit.
1: Yeah, even Glenn Baby Davis has been going around <laughs> saying he's an overrated coach and stuff, like a guy who basically owes his Celtics career, to like, oh, man, you know, so yeah, he's definitely been kind of... Big cheap. baby say Doc's overrated? Yeah. And Doc owes his career to him? No, like... Big Baby owes his career to like that Celtics team that that KG team oh so for him to come out and say like okay. Doc's overrated well, I don't know it, okay Big Baby exactly but that's like but, but that just seems to be the media narrative with Doc is just he's always kind of getting chewed up by guys I, mean, I don't know it's weird that
0: mean the memes are good like don't get me wrong <laughs> I'm, I am I had I mean uh, man, I had a doc on it, like, we always talk about, like, we see a tweet that pops off, and it's like, oh, my God, I could have thought of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I thought I had a good doc on Like, back when he got ejected, and, like, uh, who was their And, like, someone's, like, pulling him back. Yeah yeah, 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 Anyways, yeah, the doc's bested it, I don't know. Yeah. And even if they lose, like, we get to see, like, we get to run the Jamie Foxx stuff back. Is have you seen his impersonation? Doc. yeah. <laughs> It was, it's not Blake's fault. It's not Blake's fault. We gotta. It's not. It's not Blake. It's not Chris. It's, 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 we gotta play better as a
1: team.
0: I can usually get the. I can usually get the tone pretty close. The rasp. I don't think it was very close right there. Uh, yeah. See you in the playoffs. All right. Fourth thing. Talking MVP. My biggest thing with the MVP is I think we talk about it so soon. That I like, I'm just sick and tired of it. I think a lot of people are sick and tired of it. But then this whole idea of like defining it is interesting to me, um, because like you have all these, you have all these different people with different agendas, different markets. I mean, we've seen, we've seen in the past where like, like we almost, it's like almost like a yearly thing now. Like oh who. Like who cast a stupid vote, you know, like just to make a statement. Mm-hmm. And usually not not necessarily always an MVP, but like there's a lot of wild cards out there and like all with with all these awards, at a certain point, like these affect these guys' career and how much money they make. And I don't know, the MVP it's just so I don't know I don't know how much I really wanna say like it's it's like the candidates this year are really good, but I think it's more just like the general, like, we have like this building, like, all the hot takes, like the first take, and like, you know, Coward and Skip, and all these shows, and it's just like it's building, 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 more people are like, leaning that way and paying attention to that stuff, so I think that it's like, kind of been just like this crescendo, and like, MVP is just like, the perfect topic mm-hmm. for like, this to, be to become what it was. But I don't know, like just a couple like a couple MVP questions, like first one, like,
1: should the name of the award be changed? And that's the like because people that's how people most people go into who deserves the award by the valuable, because that's the most important, the most valuable player award. So whoever so it's basically what you determine as a value and People take it as what's valuable to the league, what's valuable to their team. So that's where like the different like the different opinions kinda stems from. But I don't know what's a better name. Because a lot of people, the consensus now is like, well LeBron's the best player, he should get the M V P every year. But that's like not the point of this award, is not just like like yes, we all know LeBron's the best player, but that doesn't just mean he gets the award. Like we don't just hand them the award without even playing the season. There's a reason we play out the season. And I, I think valuable. I think that it's a good name just because it does give a little bit of wiggle room. Like it's not just this precise thing. But, I, like I just don't know an alternative name that you could just shove in there and then it would. There's no like name that would go in and it would fix the whole discussion. You know what I mean?
0: Well, and I don't. And I don't want to change it. Like there's so much like this is a brand new sports league. it's like if it's not one of the one of the biggest ones in the world totally different subject but yeah. like I wouldn't want to change that I mean when you see the, like the history of the league and then especially this the sport we're obsessed with talking about legacy and you know everyone's going to get stacked up to Bill Russell and, and Michael Jordan um, so I like yeah the title in itself is just like wholly subjective mm-hmm. but I think the bigger problem is like is that People also take it, and this is this is why I think people can be held accountable. Is people take it upon themselves to then run with that, run with that leash of subjectivity, and then also define the length for themselves. It's a season and award, right? Mm-hmm. But isn't isn't that to me that's the biggest problem? Like we like the voter fatigue comes up. Like it happened with Jordan. Uh, Shaq thinks you know Shaq. <laughs> Shaq I don't know what. Shaq thinks he should have won five or six yeah. or whatever number it is. And I mean he definitely could have got at least one more. And then and then with LeBron, like is there especially with like the Cleveland and Miami and now back to Cleveland, uh, that's certainly enough for some people to like hold yeah. hold these feelings against him. But like, you can't tell me that this but that the fatigue isn't isn't playing a huge factor. Um I think, yeah, I think think that's the biggest problem, is people aren't just focusing on the
1: season. And, I don't know. I I think the way, okay, like, the reason MVP has been extremely prevalent this year, and you brought up the reason why already, like, I think that's the main reason why, is the candidates this year are just ridiculous. Like, we all kind of figured Westbrook would have this out-of-body experience this whole year. And then we didn't really see Harden becoming like this true point guard and just this like also a triple-double machine as, next to Westbrook. So those two would be like compelling for any NBA season. Just these two guys with like making their teams, without them, their teams would like probably not be in the playoffs and then they're just propelling like total success. So that would be like the story already. But on top of that, you have like this Kawhi team who, People think the Spurs team like doesn't get enough credit and they've been saying it every year. Even when they win championships, they don't get enough credit. So now they want to reward the Kawhi because he's the best two way player in the league in a lot of people's opinion. And then like I said, the argument that LeBron is the best player in the league, so he should get the award. So that's like these are all like compelling arguments that you can have, but that's why it's so like uh like it's it kind of like I like that it as for debate, you know what I mean, like, that you can't, there's not just one defined way and that people can kind of put their own things on it, but it is going to be, it is weird when you look back at the league and you see Shaq and Kobe only have one MVP each, like, really, like, those are two of the, like, most dominant guys, like, in our, like, like those guys define my growing up in basketball, like, those are the two guys, Shaq and Kobe, and you look back and they only end up with two, and it's like, that's weird, like, Kobe was definitely the best player in the league for a while, so... I think if you're looking at the MVP award to define more than a season, like decades and decades and stuff, then yeah, it's going to look weird, but if I think that we take it season by season like we have been, and not just been rewarding. like We know LeBron's a best player, but that doesn't mean he just gets to the award, and I think that's, I think that's a good thing, because it makes it a little bit more subjective, and it allows different opinions to come in, you know what I mean? Well you brought up you brought up Kobe
0: and now I'm like I'm really tempted to like go like go heavy into like just Westbrook but we, we want to do just just Westbrook. That'll have to be a different show. Yeah. Um The interesting thing with that, with what you said was uh Oh the the title of all these all these extra titles that we that get created to like to lift guys up. yeah. And this this is part of the MVP thing, like, okay. Uh, I don't even need to get to uh, to give context to this to you. LeBron James is the best player in the world, everyone continues to say, right? Right. And now everyone's saying Kawhi is the best two-way player in the world. Right. You know who the best two-way player in the world is? LeBron James. Right. <laughs> So why, like, it's it's so stupid. So that you did, yeah, Like, like, and like it. Maybe Melo started this because Melo. You know what Melo was? You remember? The best offensive player. The best pure so scorer. Yeah, pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if. <laughs> and, then, and then Durant comes into the mix. Right. and It, it kind of got passed off to Durant. Yeah. Maybe that started with Melo. I don't know. At least on this level, but it just needs to stop. Like. Uh, James Harden's the best two-guard, but Klay Thompson's the best two-way guard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I know they, the inside guys do it all the time. Yeah, they it's all get just... their own little
1: titles, yeah. And that's... Their own little trophies, I guess. Hey, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. They need to give these particip- participation right, right. trophies exactly. Um, Yeah, I don't think... I don't think Co-op like... And, like, by the way, like, biggest San Diego State basketball yeah. fan in the world here... This is the collage, Like, I, I don't... I don't see delusionally see, like, Kawhi surpassing LeBron sooner than it actually happens here. But, like, yeah, like, LeBron's better, like, LeBron James is the best two-way player in the world. And that's it, that's, so this kind of goes to my thing about MVP voting. And I'm starting to like an MVP voting, to All-Star voting, which is kind of scary to me. Because everyone's just gonna, with All-Star and MVP, think about it, everyone's gonna fixate on one guy. Their one guy who got wronged, who got snubbed, yeah. who doesn't get enough credit even if they have no proof of this, like, and this happens a lot because people, like, how easy it is it to see one tweet and say, like, oh, and then I run, you know, run up to you the next day. People were, you believe what people were saying on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. don't you always say people, legit, even if it was, it was one? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, that just that just needs to stop, it's ridiculous because um, Steve, Kerr, Steve Kerr said it perfectly, like, uh, you have with the, when All Star came around. Uh, people need to like he said was saying. I'm paraphrasing, but people need to help the discussion because if they wanna if they wanna put someone else in, you gotta take someone out. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with MVP. It's mm-hmm. you know if if I I'm not gonna make my pick to the end of the season, but if I think Russ is MVP, like there are people who think Russ is MVP, and they're talking to someone who thinks Harden's the MVP, mm-hmm. and it's like the worst thing in the world. And, like, these guys are so, like, they're so on level with what they're producing, like, it's not even, like, there's no, it's, like, the, it's at the bottom of the list of the things that you can be most outraged about yeah. that happens in the NBA, <laughs> aside from, aside from, I don't know, the, like, the Lakers inevitably tanking to keep that top three pick. Right. Get it done. Um, <laughs> yeah like that it's just all these like these titles to like prop people up a little bit the whole like no disrespect mm-hmm. you know like just stop saying no disrespect like, <laughs> like if you like if you're a Russ guy James Harden won't be disrespected I guarantee you if you think Russ is the MVP yeah I mean Russ might be uh, the world. I mean uh, who would no who would who that okay that's a good hypothetical mm-hmm. I'll pick I'm not gonna pick Russ for this because you know what, I am gonna save it. For our <laughs> okay, so you're James Harden. Right. Who would bother you if they said this Russ is the MVP? Like this person says it on a big stage, they get on ESPN, whether famous or not, they get that platform. They say Russell Westbrook, no question, is the MVP. Do Who you? would actually bother him? I have one. Who? I have the number one choice, Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> it would, it would, it would,
1: can understand, right? I no, I think I honestly I don't, don't even think Harding would care that much unless like his own mom said it or something. Like I don't think there's anybody that like on television would say it and he would just be like, just keep that locked in his little box, like LeBron does, where he has the guys who have done him wrong and stuff. Like I think these guys understand like what goes into this award and what goes into the voting. And, like you said, like everybody's kinda got their own definition, so they've already had these own Arguments in their head, so when they come down to the decision, like, all right, Harden's my MVP. It's kind of hard to get anybody off that that block. You know what I mean? It's hard to get anybody to switch their thought because you have to, therefore, change their definition of what they thought MVP was before, which isn't going to happen for those people. Yeah, and
0: I'm not. I'm sticking. I'm sticking to basketball right now, (laughs) but I'll just say, like, on a bigger scale, like, I'm like I'm. I feel very passionately about this, but I'm not, I can't say I'm surprised by it, because clearly too many people in the world today think every single conversation they have, they're gonna go change someone's mind. Like yeah. But, all right, I have one more point on this. And this kind of goes like to Kobe, a little bit to Westbrook, but I'm, I'm gonna keep it away from those guys, cause that'll, especially Westbrook, will be a different time, yeah. But, the whole, the whole idea, if you're of the school of thought where like you have to be a one seed, two seed, maybe a three seed, but you have to you know you have to be on a 51 team to MVP. 51 team to win MVP. Mm-hmm. If you're if you subscribe to that theory, um I'm I'm not on the fence, I'm maybe a little bit but I'm maybe a little bit the other way. If you want to make the argument for a guy who carries a six, seven, even an eight seed, I like I'm totally fine with that. If you know, people make an argument for Westbrook, I'm not, um, I haven't made my decision. I'm probably not gonna go with Westbrook, I would say now. He's probably not gonna be my top, in my top two. You spent the list, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can say right now, like, I'm probably not gonna go Westbrook, but if you want gonna make that, I'm not gonna shoot it down because mm-hmm. of the wins, because of team wins. That's yeah, one of three. because. When we talk legacy, we talk Hall of Fame with people. Eventually, Um, it comes up like, like now let's go like Demarcus Cousins. You know, can he win forty? You know, can he win forty games yet with a team before he complains? Before he gets this mega max, the two hundred million? You know, and like we're seeing with Anthony Davis, like he can't just take, he can't just take a team that wasted a bunch of money on centers that can't play. uh, and then has little left to, to get anything else. He can't just waltz with a team into the playoffs. Like but then go back to Kobe. Like think about those bad Lakers teams. They were and like there's the whole there's the whole and it's a lot they were, but it's a lot with like the Westbrook thing. It's like he's ball hogging, the usage rates up, you know, all this stuff. But at the same time like they're in the playoffs and then with a team like that, what more are you really hoping for other than to just simply get in? You know, it's not like it's not like those Laker teams or this Thunder team or even. I guess that's all all we're talking about for talking MVP. It's not like with those teams, it's like you're disappointed if they if they're not a three seed. You know, the hope is just like can we get you know can our stars stay healthy? Can we get in and maybe make some noise? that's my last thing, is just like I don't really have a problem if people want to make an
1: argument for a guy carrying a team. Yeah, I think it wasn't this is something that was like lost my attention, but like the MVP, the last winner to get the the last guy to get MVP without winning like fifty games has only been like one guy in the last thirty five years or something. That's like it's crazy to think about, but like you look back and it's always been a guy like when Dirk got it, they had like the most wins in the league. So it looks like the voters do tend to look that way, like they try to go for the wins instead of like just pure stats and stuff. And like, that's for me, like, as a fan, it's kind of disappointing because what was Westbrook supposed to do once Katie leaves? There's no way his team was gonna be as good as these other guys, as Harden, and LeBron. So, I'm no, don't, don't getting good stuff away. I know, that's, I'm, I, I'm just saying. So, what so basically, you're saying once this even the day one as soon as the season starts, Westbrook's out an MVP discussion because his team wasn't as good as LeBron and stuff. There was no way they are going to win as many games as Cleveland or anything. And to me, that's beyond silly. That's like that's like bordering on ignorance because the guy's playing out of his mind and just to sit there and be like, well, they're only six feet in the West and stuff. Like, OKC would be the worst team in the league if Russ wasn't on this team. They would be hot garbage. So... I, like I don't like. I do think it helps your resume. I think if you go out and you win seventy games, if you're Steph Curry and you go seventy-three to nine or whatever, like, yeah, that definitely helps your case. You've just done one of the most impressive things ever. But to sit there and like just cross off, there was no way that the OKC team was gonna compete with these other teams. So there are people who didn't think they make the playoffs. So I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy to me, but I just I'm not like. Blind or dumb like I know that that's how the voters think and is, I think it's gonna hurt some guys, you know Agreed well, we've done pretty long here <laughs>
0: longer than I thought um, I'll do one more thing uh, If you uh, going back to uh, Things you don't watch or listen that I recommend to you if you listen to the starters uh-huh. and their drop podcasts every week one of the producers, Matty O, he does what he calls the Complainted Area, where he just complains. It's <laughs> it's a fantastic segment. He's a funny guy. Uh, so I want I to do my complaint this this week. And I'm trying. I'm thinking, I'm going back to another Twitter account here. Um, I don't know if you follow it. It's Seinfeld, Current Day. And you probably haven't watched my Seinfeld either. Excuse me. But every once in a while, they'll do a, like a Jerry Seinfeld thing, well, a Seinfeld thing, like from the TV show, it's like, you've probably seen this, it's like, Jerry, like, with this exact inflection, like, what is the deal with, like, blah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. And the Twitter account's great, because they'll, like, do, like, really dumb, like, dumb tweets, like, kind of, almost like that website where, like, they mash tweets together, so, like, the, um, like, the sentences and, like, the clauses, like, if oh, they don't yeah, make yeah. sense together yeah anyways so whole what like what is the deal thing why do you work in a mall sure therefore I'm gonna hold you responsible to speak on behalf of all malls why are there gyms in malls yeah I don't know <laughs> I was looking for a parking spot and I all these people were taking up the closed spots and they're walking out their gym bags why is there why are there why are there gyms in a mall like, put your, like, put your Shark Tank or, like, business hat on, whatever, like,
1: wh-
0: why are they there? I don't know. What's, what's your conclusion? When well, my, well, my, my big thought is, like, are a bunch of people
1: going to want to go shopping after they've worked out? That's, yeah. Our, our mall's weird because, you know. Like, our, you can't even get to the gym. Like, if you're inside the mall shopping center, you can't get to the gym. You have to go outside and walk into it that way. But, like, yeah, yeah, I remember it being built and just being weirded out by it. Well, yeah, like,
0: uh, Westfield, Escondido, yeah, that's that's where it's, like, outside. It's, like, by a restaurant, outside uh-huh. the food court. It's almost, like, basically, it's just, like, a separate building, yeah, still attached. But I have seen malls where the gym is. Well, like, Mission Valley, the, the outdoor uh-huh. big one, Big one down in San Diego where there's like, um, I don't know, there's like, there's kind of like two, like, oh. <laughs> I'm oh. um, struggling with word, words, <laughs> man. Um, but it's like, it's outdoor, open air mall, and it's just like, it's just basically like right in the middle. Right. Like the, the and why would you want to go, the bigger question, why would you want to go, why would you want your gym to be at the mall? Yeah, like probably harder to find parking, you're in your workout gear, you're walking, you have to walk through this mess of people like with their Wetzels pretzels and like <laughs> kids <laughs> running all over the place, and like those weird little animal cars, uh-huh. like motorized, kind of motorized, I don't know, what's the deal? Yeah, I don't know, it's weird. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. <laughs> get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all 24 hour fitness. I am i mean, gonna I mean, definitely
1: it, notice it more now. They have them. They have enough. Just <laughs> here. I don't see like I don't see like the the other. correlation. Yeah, it's weird.
0: Well, you mentioned like mall employees. Like some like some sometimes you get the offer like for discount and stuff. Yeah. So like, is it really there just because there's like some corporate deal where like they want like we want to give our our employees a discount membership and like they you know like they're working together, but. Enough, I don't think. Or you could just like still partner with a gym, like it doesn't have to be in the mall. Mm-hmm. I don't know, him out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Free NBA podcast. SoundCloud, iTunes. Find us there. Follow us on Twitter at Free NBA Podcast. Uh, I don't
1: know. You want to shout out your Twitter uh, at the Langbang on Instagram. Twitter, it's not like it sounds. Instagram you don't get Yeah, that. it's great. Don't get great. Come get these links. Alright. Well,